Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. And Josh, by the way, you were talking in that. I have a feeling you might have forgotten what you were about to say. How you doing? I was, 100%. (laughs) Just funny, because last week we talked about not thinking about and just saying it. And then I had this realization of like, oh, wait, I talked first. (laughs) Dude, I'm so glad you talked first. It makes my job way easier. And I know we could record this and do it live or not do it live. But honestly, it's way more fun this way, man. Like, it makes me laugh every week in some way or another. Ah. It Dude, weird. and it gets you yeah. in the mood when you go podcast. Or how do you say it? podcast? Yeah, podcast. podcast. I try to say it as crazy as I can every time. We got this Jesus Life podcast. Like, go big on it, you know. Ooh. Go big, go big. How are you, dude? How's dude, life? How are, I was going to ask you. Life is good. Yeah. Weather's amazing. So if you can hear, I have a pretty good microphone, so it might not pick it up. But uh, my windows are all open, and I'm not closing them because it's too nice outside. Nice. Uh, we're going to record with windows open today. How well, are you? That is a win, dude. I'm good. It's beautiful, and uh, and I know we were just talking about stopping, you know, at a decent time. Uh, and I'm stoked to get outside. I, Josh, you'll appreciate this. So one hobby I have this time of year is uh, hunting for morel mushrooms, which. If you like mushrooms, morels are like amazingly delicious. So I had my best start to the morel season ever this year. Uh, Last year, I think I found 12 or 13 total. Um, Granted, I only looked in the woods behind my house and not that much. This year, like last weekend on on Friday, I found uh, 20 morels. And then I found one more yesterday. So I'm up to 21 on the season. And we actually used all 20 of those and made an awesome morel and pesto pizza on Saturday. And uh, dude, I'm just excited. We got some rain. We got warm weather coming in right now. I'm going to be finding some morels this weekend, Lord willing, and uh, making something delicious with them. So there's my... There's my random hobby you might not have known about that uh, I get excited about in the spring. Where are you, are you telling them or are you telling me? We've already had this conversation. Do you remember this? Wait, we talked about morels? When did we talk about morels? And I'm the pretty fact- sure it was on the podcast. Okay, maybe we talked about morels last spring on the podcast, but I have no, not like, told within you the last I found couple of 20 weeks. morels. No. That's true. No. That's well, new maybe, information. Maybe, maybe I told you I was excited because they were about to come out. But I no I remember you were hunting for it with your daughter and she's lower to the ground. Well, I was talking about the merits of hunting morels with tiny children because they get they got yeah. that low center of gravity. Okay, so you knew about my hobby. My bad, my yeah. bad. But you did not know well, I had my I, best season start ever because that just happened. That just happened. That's true. I'm on the board 20, with twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like yeah, a man. competition in in your in your area? Like who can find the most? If there's only not, between, you should start one, just so you can win. Only between my brother and I. There's no reward or prize or anything, just some pride. Uh, last year, he uh, bragging, stumbled upon a hunt. Yeah, bragging rights. Bragging, bragging rights, rights with your brother is yeah. is gold. You can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, except last year, he stumbled upon a honey hole and found like 150 at one time. 
So this Ooh. year he's found zero so far. So I'm on the board with 21, Caleb. Where are you at, bro? That's Where are you funny. at? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, man. You're right. That I did tell yeah, you just, some of that, but, but some of that's also new. Yeah. How are you? I, I guess any any random hobbies you have in the spring that you don't do otherwise or uh, not so much? Spring hobbies. Uh, no, I don't have any. I don't. I don't know if I have a ton of hobbies. Like that's my yeah. problem. My problem is right. I get into something for a little while and then I don't ever do it again. <laughs> and I try to spend as much money on it in that small season as possible. That's my problem. So maybe my hobby is coming up with new expensive hobbies and only right. participating with them for two weeks and then giving up. That's probably it. That's all I got. No, it's just a lot more walks with my dog outside because it's amazing nice. outside. That's really that's really it these days. Hey, that's still a good uh, thing. This is, I always forget. Is, is good. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget, like, this is the best time of year. I always forget how much I love spring and the summer. It's I amazing. summertime. It's amazing. Like, nothing better. Yeah, nothing uh, better. Especially in Colorado after a cold winter. Time. Yeah, you shut yeah. it down. No heat, you know, no heat anymore. Crack the windows. It's it's something else. It's what's up. Yeah, man. Dude, let's, let's stop talking about the seasons and morels. <laughs> What are we doing here, bro? This is our sixth sixth or seventh time doing this. What are we up to today? Yeah, so we're in the middle of a series we're calling Conversations. And the goal of Conversations is um, to foster relationship and community so you can be fully known and know somebody else fully. Um, so it's 10 conversations uh, that um, I wouldn't say progressively get more vulnerable, but like progressively get deeper in, in some way or another, um, really circled around, um, how we interact and view God, um, from a worldview perspective, um, because it, it frames so much of how we engage in this life with, with others and with people. Um, so we've yeah. talked through family of origin stories. We've talked through, um, kind of our, our, um, spiritual stories with God and milestones and those kinds of things. We've talked through our childhoods a little bit. Um, and now we're talking through um, kind of this next step about pleasing God um, or trusting God and, and kind of what camp we, we typically sit in um, as we interact yeah. with God. But um, there's some rules that we kind of live by. Andrew and I break the first rule of, of this whole thing, um, which is, you know, create a safe space or keep it confidential. You know, what's said between you guys, make sure it stays between you guys. Uh, but Andrew and I are doing this on a podcast with listeners. Right. So we break that right. one pretty quick, but we, we try to honor it. Like we want to model this for you guys that are listening. So we try to be as honest as we possibly can without harming relationship. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's, you know, we're, we're in relationship with a lot of people um, in general, because we all are. Right, right. Um, and we don't want to harm those things by sharing something that maybe they didn't want shared. So we try to keep it um, just us. And thankfully, a lot of these conversations can stay that way. Um, you know, we can, you know, especially today's conversation, you know, we can keep it inside of just talking about ourselves without involving others. And that's kind of where we're at. But this conversations, this is conversation number six. Um, Andrew just texted me and said he's got some crazy noise for a minute that he's going to mute for. So I'm just going to carry it along. 
But before we do or dive into uh, this next conversation, we want to share with you a resource that we think is great. You'll hear us talk about um, fostering relationship with God on a pretty regular basis uh, on this podcast. I think it's numero uno, most important thing that you do in this life is how you foster relationship with God. Um, God plays by um, relationship rules. You build relationship with God in very similar ways. You build relationship with people. Um, you've got to spend time with them. And one of the ways you could spend time with them is, is reading his already recorded word and letting that be a jump off point for conversation. Um, what we call prayer with God. Um, and one of the great resources called dwell. Um, dwell is a, a passionate audio Bible app. Um, that will read the Bible to you by people that actually care um, and are passionate about, um, scripture and having those types of relationships with God. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, you can go to this Jesus life forward slash dwell this Jesus life forward slash dwell. Um, and that, uh, will get you uh, to a link and just heads up. So, you know, we do get a little bit of kickback when you do sign up through yeah. them. Uh, but yeah. we also wouldn't recommend something we don't think is valuable. Um, to help you uh, kickstart your relationship and foster relationship with Jesus. Um, so right. check it out. This Jesus life podcast.com right. forward slash. Well, right. And okay. Nice. Last thing, Andrew, we figure, we Go figure ahead. you, you like audio stuff because you're listening to the, our podcast if you're hearing this. So yeah, go check it out for real. And you can always do a, a free trial with dwell to see if you like kind of what they put together. So yeah, helps us out a little bit. And it's also something designed entirely to help us just connect with God. And uh, and it's always hard to do, but super important to do. So yeah, man, I, I might have uh, my toddler talking in the background. So, you know, I'm going to kick to you while you set this question up, my friend. Nice. Uh, first question is this. Um, why is it why is it often more comfortable to live by this equation? Right behavior plus less wrong behavior equals godliness. So more right behavior plus less wrong behavior equals godliness. Dude, Why do can you think I tell you, fall into you those cycles, Andrew? Can I tell you a story or a Okay, so I traveled for work recently and I was coming back from the airport and I rode in an Uber and I was talking to this guy who was from Morocco. He was telling me that and he had immigrated recently from there. And he happened to mention like, oh man, I've been so thirsty. And I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't realize it was Ramadan, but, uh, but he, he mentioned it. And uh, anyway, like he was talking about um, what it's like to be a Muslim. And I was just curious, you know, like, what is that? What is that like? And Something he said stuck out to me where he's like, yeah, I'm a Muslim, but I'm not in good standing because I, I don't go to the mosque five times a day during Ramadan and pray. Uh, I don't even pray five times a day. I try to a couple times, but I, I can't get to five. So I'm not in good standing. And like we do this, too, as Christians of like, here's the super measurable things that make me a good Christian. You know, like, here's the things I can tangibly do. Read my Bible every day, give give money to the church, give my tithe, all of that. Um, but but basically, like, the thing that's – sorry, Catherine's coughing in the back. But the thing I'm that stuck out – I'm going to check her. <laughs> she's okay. She's right behind me. She's good. And she didn't want to drink water. But, like, but I think this comes down to, like, when you measure – 
am I in good standing with God? Whether whether you view God from the Christian perspective or you're a Muslim and you're saying, you know, viewing it that way, I'm not trying to throw shade at Muslims. Like I'm just saying like that was a, that was an example that stood out where he's like, I'm not in good standing because I'm not doing this behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. And we do that too. Like, cause it's like, I can measure that. I can measure how many dollars I'm giving I can measure how many times I'm going to volunteer and serve. You can measure if I go to church every Sunday and how many weeks I miss a year, how many times I read my Bible. Um, like, man, that cough doesn't sound good. But you can measure, you can measure those things. And 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 it's a lot easier than what like what God calls us to, which is really heart change and and your your behavior changes after that because your heart changed. Like God calls us deeper into like Jesus says, come and follow me, you know, and then like live like me, carry your cross like I did. That's way harder because it's not measurable. It's not that like, how am I doing percentage this year versus last year? It's like, no, let your whole heart change um, as you pursue me. Let me change your heart as you pursue me and walk like I walked. Um, it it's just a lot harder, you know. It's heart change versus behavior. So that's what that struck yeah. me about that. I don't know if that resonates with you or if you have different takes on it. But behavior is easy to measure. And 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 last thing, that's what I'd call religion versus relationship is like is my behavior super easy to measure? Is is my scorecard easy to fill out and how I'm doing with God? Like when I'm thinking through that mindset, that's when I'm being religious versus being in relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's more comfortable for us because it's something we have full control over. Right. At least there's a, a sense that we do. Like if I behave better, if I do less bad things, then I'm more godliness. Like it's 100% about control. Um, like I can do those things um, where like this relationship with God and where godliness comes into play, like so much of it is outside of our control. Like, you know, we, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like the sanctification process, the process of changing your character to be more like Christ, like that whole process is, is led by Jesus. It's not led by you. It's not your, it's not based on your ability to do you know, more good things and less bad things. It has everything to do with your ability to foster relationship with Jesus. And in the midst of that relationship, be an active participant and do what he says. Um, And he's going to work you through that process. Um, So like, I I think the aim just gets off and godliness, like shoot, you got no access to godliness without Jesus sacrificing the cross anyway. So good luck. Right. Um, But I think it is just control. And I think that's why so many um, religions and Christianity included in this go down those paths is well, I can control <clears throat> yeah. these things. I can't control the rest of those things. Um, and that's scary right. to us. Like we don't, right. we don't want to go down those roads because I don't, I don't know where it's going to lead me. I don't know what it's going to have me do. Uh, like right, you get down those scary places. Right. And, and the reality is like even the most mean, well, you know, melt, well-meaning Christians and Christian leaders and um, disciple makers can, um, get people on this path without realizing they're on the, like you got them on this path. Like you can talk about relationship. You can talk about relationship with Jesus and what that's like. And then, you know, so 
you know, quickly we start talking about certain behaviors um, and changing those behaviors. And then, you know, we're already off the path and then it just compounds from there. Um, but I, I really think it comes down to control for us. And that's why that equation is a better equation for us that we like it and we're, we're comfortable with it uh, because I could control it. And when I don't control it, yeah. I can blame myself for it. Um, yeah. Right. Like you could have a, a sin that you've been dealing with for a long time, you know, a habitual sin that you keep going back to. Um, and you can get frustrated and beat yourself up about it. Um, but the reality is without Christ, you have no power over it anyway. So let him lead the process. And maybe he's not working on that specific thing right now. He's working on three other things that are more important um, for your character growth um, that will actually affect that thing, but not not directly. That's um, going to be indirect. So when you do go to tackle that sin, as he you know starts to guide you through it, um, it's actually easier to tackle and overcome for you because you've already done the rewiring in your mind you need to do before you got there. So I think that's yeah. part of it. it's it's control. We we always it always comes back control in most things, like right? Like yeah. who's who's mm-hmm. in control of your life? Is it Jesus or is it you? And this kind of leads to the rest of these questions from today um, of this idea yeah. of are we trying to please God and let him be the control you know, in control? Are we trying um, are we gonna trust God and let him be in full control? Um, well, and yeah, dude, right along with thoughts. that, well, I was, I was just going to say one of the like supporting scriptures of this type of conversation is Galatians uh, 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. You know, but it's that like it takes it out of I'm living for me and like, no, I'm living my life for God. And, and it comes back to that control, like you were talking about. And, uh, and man, yeah, it's at times it's, it's tempting to, to just slip into the, like, I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but it's tempting to slip into the, I'm going to do this and check this box and call it good for the day or the week or the month or year. And, uh, and that's it. But like, man, God didn't call us into religion. He called us into relationship uh, with him through Jesus's sacrifice. Um, Not not into go and do these things and find the religious loopholes. You want to do the other things that don't please me. You know, like that's the that's the that's why Christianity gets such a negative rap, in my opinion, is like when we start living really religious, uh, that's when that's when we we start looking for the loopholes of like, how can I, how can I sneak one through and still be religious? How can I do the thing I really wanted to do? That's not God's will. And, uh, and just be religious the whole time. So I still look good, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, no, that's, that's a good portion of it too, right? Like these are the masks that we put on. And we've talked about this before in these conversations. Like I put on this mask that I'm better than I actually am. Uh, but masks keep us separated relationally, not just from others, but from God as well. And not because God can't overcome um, or engage in those places, but because um, he's going to honor what we put into it. Um, so if, you know, it's the whole thing is if like God will give you the desires of your heart um, to some extent, um, yeah. even if those desires aren't him, like he'll, he'll give you what you want um, or, or at least let you have what you want. Uh, maybe it doesn't engage in giving it to you, but um, I think that plays into this as well. Um, that you know, if 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 you want to put on the mask and you want to fake it, God will let you do it, and you just miss out yeah. on the fullness of life you could be having now, um, and not just yeah. for the future. But, 
Yeah. Uh, next question, Andrew. Um, yeah. What is the mask that you are tempted to wear when your primary driver is to please God rather than to trust God? Oh man. Um, it's the one we just talked about, <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the doing rather than, um, rather than, than being, it's the, I'm doing all these things. So God is happy with me and pleased with me uh, versus um, I'm, I'm behaving as one who's loved by God uh, and, and following him sincerely, you know? Um, sorry, Catherine is, she's not feeling good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know what mask that is in name, but I guess the mask of religion is, is the thing I can be tempted to fall into. Um, if I'm being honest and, and I, I know that about myself. I've been trying to follow, um, trying to get to know and live as a, as a follower of God for long enough to, to know that like, that's my, uh, default when I shift into like autopilot, I guess, um, is just doing, 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 and not really letting my heart be open to what God might lead me towards. So yeah, man, the mask of religion, uh, I'll say. Um, what about you? What's what's the mask that you're tempted to fall into or or put on, not fall into? That's like Christianese. What's the mask you're willing to, you're, you're quick to put on when you're just trying to please God, my friend? Yeah, I think it's, it, it's probably pride. Um, and this is what I mean by that. And there may be a different way to say it. I just don't have better language. Um, but like you get in this weird game of like, God, look at all the good I've done for you in comparison to all the bad that I've done for you. Like one definitely outweighs the other. Like you should, whatever, because of this, you should love me more. You should give this to me. You should whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and I think, I think those worlds are dangerous because it's not necessarily the world that God lives in. Like, this relationship piece, sure, your your character is at play here, and, and God's trying to develop your character. Um, you know, don't let your character outpace your behavior, um, type of thing. But um, like the conversation isn't about um, necessarily your behavior. Like, and I've I've shared this before, but a lot of my prayers these days, like they just feel a lot more like counseling sessions than than they do yeah. like prayers of the past. Yeah. Like they don't feel like. I'm working through a list and I need to pray for these people and I need to confess my sins. And I got to think of all the sins that I can remember so I can confess these things. And I need to do this. Oh, I need to tell God how awesome he is. And right. Like we, right. And we all learn those things right. and those aren't bad things. Like, right. Like it's a great starting point um, to teach people how to pray, but um, it, it's not the end goal. And that's, that's the key that we need to kind of be sharing. And this is true of so many things about the Christian faith is like, we, I yeah. think we sell a lot of things as this is the end goal. Like if you attend church and give, that's the end goal. You're a good Christian. You're like, no, that's like, that's so early. Like that's not even, we're not even close to the end goal with that. Like that's just getting you engaged. That doesn't even actually affect necessarily your, your uh, discipleship journey with Jesus and being a true disciple of him. Um, I, so I, I think that's probably the mask I, I put on is like, I start to yeah. weigh the pros and the cons. I'm like, good, look how much good I'm doing for you, God. Mm, um, like, yeah. I should, I should yeah. get something. Um, I'm trying to think too, like appeasing. Um, yeah, I guess it's just transactional more than anything else. Mm, is the mask yeah. that I'm trying yeah. to put on? Like, I'm mm-hmm. doing all the right things, so you bless me. Kind of transactional 
uh, mindset, but it's transactional right. in other ways too. Like, um, 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 what could it be? Um, and I don't even know how to like, you know, I guess, I guess we can all, we can all think of a, a friend or someone we know that our relationship with them is transactional, right? Like they're getting something mm-hmm. out of it and that's why right. we do it. And that's really the only time they engage with us. It's kind yeah. of like that. It's not real relationship. We're not trying to know each other better. Um, we're not trying to to truly support one another. We're not trying to encourage each other um, for the sake of just who they are and their character. Right. And we're doing it for right. the sake of I'm getting something in return. And I think so often when, when we're just trying to please God, um, I, I think that's, yeah. that's where I end up is like, I'm just trying to um, get what I want out of God. And if this is the right you know, maybe this is the right change I'm putting in the vending machine so I can get what I want. Um, yeah, I, I think that's where we, I think oftentimes it's where we went up and the crazy part of, of even why we go down those roads in the first place. Like the crazy part is you're never going to measure up. Like there's yeah. always going to be yeah. more you're doing wrong. Um, right. So like, that's right. just a, that's just a beat down of a life where you're like, it is. I don't want to play really that is. game with God. Like I'm never, yeah. never going to be good enough. It's never going to be right. I'm never going to do check all the right boxes at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to be a failure. So, you know, rather than that, let me live in my grit in the other grace that you provided through the cross and, and, and just learn how to trust you more rather than try to please you all the time. Um, but I think yeah, pleasing God also comes from, you know, how our parents parent in general, not just our parents specifically hmm. but in general. Like that's how we parent nine times out of 10 is, mm. you know, please me, you know, do what I want you to do. Uh, and we teach yeah. our kids to do that because it's, it's easier than creating environments where no, 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 I want to create a trusting environment in this place. Yeah. I had a friend ask me yesterday yeah, and I didn't know how to answer. And, and I, I don't think I have a good answer yet either. Um, Cause I just, I don't know. I don't have the proper, I was praying about it last night. I don't have the proper language to explain it, but this is how I got close to it. Um, like when I'm living in a place where I'm trying, I'm just trying to trust God. Um, the question yeah. that he asked me is like, what does it feel like? Like when you're talking mm. to God and God talks to you, what does that talking to you feel like? Um, hmm. and, and the best example I could come up with, and I think I shared this on a podcast a couple weeks ago, but, um, my dad yeah. used to take naps all the time. He probably, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't take, yeah, I guess he still takes naps. Um, but I remember <laughs> like every afternoon my dad is on the couch, you know, taking a nap. Uh, and I remember like as a little kid, just like crawling up onto the couch and just laying with him, um, yeah. just sitting in his arms. And I was like, it feels like mm-hmm. that. Like when I'm, when God mm-hmm. talks to me, that's how it feels. Like, it's not that's this cool. big booming. God is distant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not this audible voice. I don't hear. Like, it's just this sense of like, I'm, I'm sitting with God and you know, my dad's telling me a story in my ear or whatever. Yeah. Like it, that's how yeah. it feels. I feel safe. Um, I feel, um, I get to be me. I, I feel like behavior isn't in the equation right now. I'm not on a, on a scale of, you know, you know, list of, you know, goods and bads. I'm just, God loves yeah. me because I'm his. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how, when I know I'm, I'm in a trusting place with God, that's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's, uh, it's not, it's not accusatory. Like that's, that's such a good, uh, yeah. that's such a good like analogy you put out there and story you put with it. Cause it's, it's comfortable. It's like full of trust. It's, I don't know. It's, it's where you, you know, where, you know, you can be. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty awesome. So continuing on that track. And I know this is only our, it's our last question of this conversation, but take it where we will. 
you know, but if you trusted God more fully, how would that affect your day-to-day life, Josh? Like, where would where would that take you to trust God more fully? Yeah. Um, so if you were to trust God more fully, so the result of that, I, I think um, circumstances of life wouldn't sway you. Um, I think um, even if they're horrific, even if they're really bad, um, and there's emotion that comes with it. I'm not saying you wouldn't have emotion towards those things, but I am saying like, um, you know, your, your world wouldn't co- you know, collapse on itself. You wouldn't feel hopeless. Um, like you're looking at whatever those circumstances may be and, and, you know, in the back of your mind or even at the forefront of your mind, it's yeah, God's still in control. Like nothing changes. God and I are still good. Um, and you know, he's going to walk me through this no matter how hard it's going to get. He's going to walk me through this. Um, so I think there's part of that that's at play here. Um, I think too, I'm trying to think more practical ways of, of how it plays out. Um, um, you, you would definitely be spending more time um, with God than you are now. Um, if you're trusting God. Um, and we talked about this uh, a few weeks back and I, hopefully it was a practice that people went through or a, a exercise that people went through of like, if you don't spend time with God, there's a probably good chances you don't like God. Um, there's a character trait that you've applied to God. And I would argue if you don't like it, uh, it's probably not true of God. Um, if it's harming a relationship now, if it's like, God doesn't let me, you know, smoke crack and purchase hookers. That's a different story. Like, right. Like that's, right. that's a different issue. Than sure. But like, right. there could be a character thing that you've applied to God. If this is God's character, that's just not true of God. And I think that plays into this as well. Like you're going to want to spend more time with him because you know who he is. You know how much he loves you. Um, you know, the grace that he shows you constantly. Um, but even in the midst of that grace, like he's still there, he's still pushing you forward. He's still helping you work on your character. He's still, Right. All the things that a good, perfect father would do um, are, you know, are are at play. Um, so, you know, how it affect your life? You're confident. You're more confident than you've you would have been before. Yeah. You're willing to take more risks in life because of that confidence. Like because of that security, you're like, yeah, I can I can push it a little bit more. Or, yeah, I can be more honest or or you know vocal in in this conversation. Or yeah, I can I can chase after that dream I didn't think was possible um, because you just you know we all know those places like. You get to those places like, you know, there's, there's that weird confidence that like, you feel like you can take on the world. Um, just cause yes. like, maybe it's mm-hmm. because somebody's in your corner. Maybe it's just cause you're in an environment where it fosters that, like you have real community. So you feel safe and, and you're willing to take, take, you know, chase and take, tackle those things or like you feel fully accepted or, or, you know, you, you feel fully encouraged, whatever. Like there's plenty of things inside of us that like push us to that, that, that place where you're like, yeah, I can take on anything right now. Like that kind of confidence. Um, I think would be at play with you every day. Um, yeah. Relationship things wouldn't shake you. Um, I think that's probably where a majority of our, our, our strife comes from in our day-to-day life is, is probably inside relationships or money. Those probably the two biggies. Um, but like those things wouldn't have a huge the purpose that you would live with because, you know, you found something that others, you know, haven't found yet or experienced yet. And you have this opportunity to like, let me show you what it's like to live a life trusting God rather than just trying to please the guy up in the clouds. Um, like there's that piece of it too, that starts to just multiply on you. Um, I think it is at play as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, you're, yeah, you're more or less with people um, of who you are with the good and the bad, like you're just going to be you. 
Um, you're not putting on any mass, like you're comfortable and confident. Um, anxiety is not a thing. Um, it always goes back to like when, um, um, Jesus met the woman at the well. Um, I don't know the reference off the top of my head, but, um, I'll grab it from yeah, Matthew sure. and, and John. But, um, when, when, um, the woman at the well and, and Jesus tells her, I'm going to give you living wine, uh, living water. And she asks, well, what is this living water? And, you know, he responds with, you know, it's water. You'll never thirst again. Um, and I think that's, that's relationship with God. Um, like it's this piece mm-hmm. of like, man, I've taught this before too. Of like, yeah. um, yeah, you have, you have high seasons and low seasons with God. Um, like there's down times and there's up times and like, you know, in those down times, that's, that is time when, when, um, God is testing your faith at this point, I think it's all bullshit. Um, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that you have to go through the low times. Now there's going to be times that test your faith in other ways. Circumstances will test your faith. Um, relationships will test your faith. But you and God, I, I don't think he pulls his presence. I don't think that's a part of the equation. I think that's that's our yeah, own doing. I think you're right. Um, yeah. I think if he's telling you he's going to give you water that you'll never thirst again, that's not just salvation. Mm-hmm. That's that's water in general. You're, you're never going to thirst again if you continue to foster a relationship with Jesus. He's going to engage with you more and more every day. Um, and as as you journey and as you understand new things about who God is and how to engage him differently and better, it's just going to get deeper of relationship. Like you just think of like those couples that have been married for, you know, 60 years and just the love that they have for one another. Like I saw a video on Instagram, um, where, uh, um, the wife yells to the husband and they're probably in their eighties or nineties. Uh, and she goes, give me a kiss. And he goes, I'll give you a kiss, but I don't want all that. I don't want one of those sloppy kisses. You just saw the love (laughs) for the two. And she's like, can I get a hug while you give me a kiss? And he's like, absolutely. Uh, it's just like those moments of like, yeah, like as you walk with people and you're fully yeah. known by those people and the same thing as God, as you walk with God, sure, God fully knows you, but he plays the game uh, of of developing a relationship and, you know, you, getting yeah. you on, on, on a better place of knowing him. Um, and you get to that place where, yeah, it's just, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's a deep, it's a deep love that, that um, I think we only find when we choose to trust in God and trust God in relationship, being fully vulnerable and honest, um, rather than yeah. trying to play this game of transactional pleasing God. But I know that was a long answer and I went to all these random things, but how about you? Andrew? No, no, no. It's, God it's really fully, good, man. How and that affect your daily my, life? my daughter's not feeling very good. So I've been muted. Uh, she's coughing a bunch, which stinks, but, um, so thanks for, for running with it. Like, it's awesome. That was all really good stuff. The only thing I would add to it is like in times where I'm trusting God more fully, I notice like there's not there's not really worry in my life. Um, that's not something that can really like find a foothold or like stay with me very long. Worry just kind of like dissipates, you know, uh, it's it's like, yeah. I, and with that, it's not just like worry's gone. It's like I feel more free and more full and present you know, like people talk about how to be present all the time. And uh, there's like a million books out there about it, especially now, like all the digital connection and how it takes away our presence and all this stuff. And it, a lot of it's true. But um, when I'm when I'm trusting God, I'm not worried about things down the road. You know, it's like I'm I'm living out um, living out what's said where it's like, don't worry about tomorrow each day has trouble of its own, you know, don't worry about things you can't control. Um, and 
yeah. And yeah, man, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing is no worry, uh, comes into my life. It's just like, yeah, I trust that God is in control and, and he's given me stuff that I can focus on today, but I don't need to worry about. And, and when I'm, when I'm not trusting God, those worries stack up a lot more um, about future decisions I don't have to make yet or things that are going to happen that I don't know if they'll actually happen. It's like, no, God is is in control. God loves me. God has a plan for my life. He'll show up when he needs to show up in my life to guide those decisions and speak into those things. And man, it's just a better way to live. And it's a lot lighter way to live. Uh, and it's what I what I want all the time, but it's not, it's not how I live all the time. There are times where I'm not trusting God as much and I'm more focused on what I can do. And when I slip into that mindset, when I'm like staying in that mindset of my behavior, trying to please God, like we talked about, um, I notice I find myself a lot more worried about a lot more things and, um, you know, and to bring it all back a whole lot less present uh, in, in what I'm doing in the moment and probably less useful to God or missing opportunities yep. that God would put in front of me and just kind of blowing past him. Cause I'm worried about something else or my mind's not there or, or whatever, or, or my heart's just not yep. engaged enough to listen to whatever he wants to tell me. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's the one thing I would add to that is, is when I'm trusting God, I'm a lot less worried about tomorrow and, the month from yeah. now and year from now, you know? Yeah. Those are always good indicators for us to know where, where we're playing. Like, cause it's not like, it's not that like you flip a switch and all of a sudden you're no longer just trying to please God that you're trusting. Right. God. Like the switch goes on and off. You go in and out of the lane until you, you, you learn how to do it better. Um, Whoa. I just like took my microphone out. Um, <laughs> really screwed that one up. Um, so I, I think uh, like give yourself grace um, but I think those are those are good indicators, right? Like um, the last thing you said before I screwed up my microphone. Um, trying to remember, uh, worrying. Like if you find yourself with a lot of anxiety, well, like anxiety is always coming back to trust. Like who are you putting your trust in? Um, and that's where anxiety starts to to form itself. Like that's a good indicator for us. If I'm starting to feel anxiety about a certain thing, right? Like, oh, I'm not I'm not trusting God in this thing. I'm I'm worrying about it. I'm playing all the scenarios out in my head. I'm um, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, like there's that. I, I think those are those are good indications to to watch out for, um, to know that we're we're starting to drift back to playing just this religious game of pleasing God and making sure there's more good check marks than bad check marks. Um, it's worth. And you know, for yeah. those listening, yeah. like, you know, it, I think it's worth. Di- Here's a good exercise, and and, and dig into this. Um, but like think through your life and try to identify, um, one area, like a, a specific area of life where you've been working really hard to please God, um, whether yeah. you've been successful at it or not, but like it's an area where you just keep like, you're just trying to please him or keep pleasing him, um, with it. Like maybe it's your temper. Uh, maybe you're trying to be a good parent. Uh, maybe it's controlling sexual sin. Uh, maybe it's, you know, practicing certain disciplines, um, you know, spiritual disciplines, like it could be a variety of different things. Maybe it's how you engage with, with your neighbors or your family and not treating them like, you know, they're nothing or not showing them value. Yeah. Uh, whatever those areas are that you're trying to please God. Um, and, and kind of think through that and what's your typical behavior in those situations? Like what's your typical methodology to, to fight the sin or to, um, overcome or to do better, whatever it is. 
um, and, and think through that. Now that you have that kind of image in your head, start to imagine what it would look like if you switch the main driver to trusting God in that area instead of trying just to please God in that area. Um, so it's, yeah. uh, we'll use sexual sin as an example, <clears throat> right? You can focus a lot on sexual sin and you could fight a pretty good game um, to fight against sexual sin. There's plenty of research out there on how to fight it on your own, but it is exhausting. Right. Um, you do give in right. from time to time, like it comes to the territory. But instead of it looking Great. at it from that perspective, it's saying, God, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust that, that um, you want it out of my life more than I want it out of my life. And, and right. you want it um, uh, to me to find freedom from this thing because uh, of, you know, the destruction that it causes in my life and the lives of those around me. Um, but I'm going to trust God, you in, in the process of how it gets fixed. Um, so I don't know exactly what the right next step is right now, God, um, but I'm willing to talk it out. Um, and then it's it's talking it out. When this happens or when these things happen, I feel this way. I think these things. Um, like it's that type of like you're starting a conversation of like, God, I'm no longer in control of fixing this. Um, you're in control of fixing this. Yeah. Um, I'm an active participant. I play a, I play a key role because it's my life. Um, but God, you're going to guide me through it. And we're going to talk about the things that you want to talk about that surround it. Um, and God, whatever those things are, I'm, like I'm open and I'm going to be honest about them and I'm going to be vulnerable. Like I, I told a, a friend not that long ago, like when I'm talking with God and this isn't every day, like this would be exhausting if it was every day. But like if I know it's a real conversation um, and I need to be honest with God about that conversation, like if I don't feel exposed in the midst of it, I'm not doing it right. Right. Like if I'm yeah. if I don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm vulnerable right now, like not vulnerable like th- that's but like. I'm exposed. It's like when your your dog's taking a poop, right? And he's like making deep eye contact with you because he's like, I'm exposed. Like it's that feeling of exposure right, that you should be right, feeling. Right. It's a good feeling, especially in safe yeah. relationship. It's a really bad feeling in bad toxic relationships. But in a safe right. relationship with God, that's a good feeling. Lean into that feeling, um, and and let God start to to reveal things and and start to cut away things that are taking you down your temper issues or are taking you down, you know, being impatient with your, with your kids and snapping at them and um, like, let them start to deal. And some of these things, like, don't get me wrong. Some of these things are big things, right? Like it's not going to fix overnight. God's going to do a lot of work. There's probably a lot of underlying baggage that God's got to wrestle through with you and and help you understand and how they're all connected to get you freedom ultimately from those things. Um, But like, it's a journey and the journey changes of God. I trust you with this. Like you're in control of this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to engage with you. I'm not to fix necessarily this, but I'm going to engage with you around this knowing if I keep fostering relationship with you, these things are going to deal with themselves. I'm going to be honest when they, when they do come up, I'm going to be honest. Um, When I'm in the midst of them and trying to fight them off, I want to talk about those things. I want to talk about my thoughts around it with you. I want to talk about my feelings around it with you. I want to talk about my fears around it with you. Um, and I want to trust you with it all. So I want to give it all to you. And that's, that's not easy. It's hard. Um, but like, that's, that's a great exercise to practice. Like, this is what it feels like to trust God. It's not easy. Like, sure. He's perfect. And you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, trustworthy and worthy of that trust. But at the same time, yeah. like we're so distrusting people, it's easier for us to slip into pleasing God and just doing the the bare minimum checking all the boxes. And I feel we're good with God rather than really engaging relationally. I'm with God. That, that's that's a hard, that's a hard, hard, hard lesson to learn. But I, I find it extremely fruitful, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Now that I understand yeah. it, yeah. And man, my final thought is this: like, 
look for those markers in your life if you're listening. And I'm going to do this too. Like for me, I was talking about worry being a real one. And uh, and man, it, there might be some others that come up for, for different people. So ask God, like, what are the markers in my life I should watch out for? And he'll tell you, he'll show up. He will, he will reveal those to you. And those can be your kind of warning signs of like, I'm not trusting God how I should, and I want to change that. So Josh, my friend, thanks for doing this. As always, it's been awesome to hang out with you. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.